Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I was expecting some more jams. I was getting into it, uh, but that's okay. We got we got a show to do. Uh, I'm I mean, Ryan I got Wallace. I got things I can I can. You know, we got we got things we can do for you. You know, some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Like like I'm this so stuff glad I, I at least said my name before I got through any other part of the intro. So people Wild didn't know. Yeah! I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I'm Miranda Morales. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. That's just for anyone who's listened in the past and knows what that's, that's about. This is, this is my life. This is the hashtag Miranda show. This is my podcast. This is supposed to be my podcast. Uh, my good friend and co-host Greg DeMarco gave me full range on this show. He, you know, over a year ago said, hey, do you want to have your own podcast? And I said, yeah, I would love to have my own podcast. Little did I know that I would actually not have my own podcast. I would have this guy here pushing all the buttons, both figuratively and literally, and pretty much, you know, controlling what, what I'm doing. So uh, for any of you who's new to this, welcome. To this madness, this is both in audio and video version. So thank you for listening and watching. And of course, I am the ring announcer to the stars, the Twitterless heroine herself, 
the queen of soft style and a new nickname that I got a big thank you to Mr. Andrew Velaz, the most professional podcaster, Miranda Morales. You know, sometimes nicknames stick and sometimes they don't just to say that. That's all I'm going to say. Are you mad that this is a nickname you did not come up with? Um, no, I can't come up with all a of them. A little bit. I mean, come on. So, <laughs> look, look. That's true. You did not come up with Fancy Pants or Pretty Bird. No, but I really like the person who did, so I can't really yeah. be upset about that. And, I mean, I am responsible for the nicknames that became your Instagram handle, your T-shirt, like, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. yeah. So humble. With You're welcome. Here. I mean, I, I would play the You're So Vain soundbite, but we've been down that road. No, we yeah, know we what happens. And so we I can't, can't do, that anymore. do that anymore, which kind of, kind of, kind of pisses me off. Kind of a bummer, but that's, that's okay. I mean, I got other things, uh, you know. Oh, but it's your show. For oh, that. Please continue. Yeah, but it's, it, but it's my show. Please. Thank you. White guy telling me what to do. <laughs> hey, who has complained more about white dudes? On this network besides me. Like, but you have, get to do it because you're a white dude. I get to do it because I'm in control of the technology. It has nothing to do with the color of my skin. Let's just be you're honest wearing right a, now. a white shirt. Yes. Thanks. Max, stacking up. Anyways. But, uh, <laughs> you oh. just told me the white shirt was fine off air and off camera. And it now, was fine. Yeah, no, it Until was. I started pressing it, buttons and then it wasn't fine anymore. Okay. Now he's really self-conscious, everyone. Now he's going to go leave and change. Because right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off video and go change. Not really. I'm not he's gonna. gonna okay. Back. Bye. Change. So I mentioned I am the Twitterless heroine. I myself am not on Twitter, uh, but you know what? You can follow me on Twitter when sometimes I take over the Chair Shots Twitter account at Chair Shot Media. You can also follow uh, them on uh, Instagram and Facebook, and of course Twitter at Chair Shot Media. Uh, and a I didn't mention, I kind of bypassed this earlier because we were just so enthralled in our conversation that the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the ChairShot radio network, which is part of the ChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And of course... Com is your source for wrestling news, opinions, and analysis. And of course, the Chairshot Radio Network is your place to find uh, wrestling-related podcasts, but also podcasts in sports and other uh, avenues like MMA, uh, of course, uh, pop culture, all those types of things. It has really expanded. Uh, so go and check out the Chairshot Radio Network on your favorite podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, uh, where Podbay? I'm not. I think so, yeah. Broadway speaker, uh, all, all of those great resources. And of course, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Can I play producer for a minute and just do this on air? Remember, I think, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, where like I had to tell you, I had to stop you and tell you to scoot back because at the point, like your eyes were even like out of the shot. You should probably scoot closer. Scoot closer, okay. Yes, if possible. There's a lot of sheet. I love how you're doing this while we're on air. It's just, it's, it's just as I'm going through and noticing. Because it's a different camera. And see, I think that's better. I think that's better. Okay. There you go. Now, now there's a little less sheet and a little more you. So. 
Are you playing, making fun of my sheets? These are nice. My mom got me these right here. <laughs> my mom got I'm a grown-ass woman, and my mom got me these. Yeah, I'm a grown-ass woman, and my mom got me these. And, and I used uh, them as a background for podcasts. She, Some she of the also baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. Mm-hmm. Like, my your mom's going to watch this and be did. like, I bought no. you those sheets. No, she she will probably not. This would be way too weird. And she doesn't like that I like wrestling, which is a whole other conversation we'll have at another time. We've had time. it, but yeah. It's, but, it's, we'll table that. But I did tell her a little bit about Lucha Libre, and she was like, okay. So it wasn't as, you know, a surprise to her. Okay. But that's a, that's another conversation for, yes. for another day. There's also lots of things I don't tell my mom about. So let's just – it's just one of them. This that's fine. Nobody please tell my mom. I'm podcasting so late. <laughs> if anybody knows Mrs. Morales, if please any, don't tell her. Yes, please don't tell her. Which would oh. be really weird if they did. But anyway, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, that would be weird. Really Don't weird. try to find my mom either. Oh, my God, no. If you do that, I will somehow ban you from listening to these shows and watching these shows and doing anything with these shows. And yeah, yeah don't. don't. Whatever you do. Don't. Don't, don't search for my Dave, mom or it's me, mom. Dave. Wish I had the part of the Dave soundbite where he's like, "Don't." That's don't. what I would use right there. Right <laughs> Gonna have to get that one. Uh, let's just okay. say if you do that, I'll I'll yell at you somehow. Fuck you, Pat. And Miranda would a lot worse than me. Yeah, I would. So <clears throat> going back to our intro, we talked about following the chair shot uh, at chair shot media. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Greg on those three platforms as well, at Chairshot Greg. Yes. Yep. Yes, you can, Chairshot yes. Greg. Did you give yours? No, not yet. Okay. I was just, yes, yeah. No, we'll save the best for last. I know you were being unselfish and giving mine first. So thank you. Yes, at Chairshot Greg, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. No tout, no, no. Uh, MySpace. No MySpace. No, none of those. Just the three that I mentioned. Yes, no AOL Instant Messenger. I mean, I had that. I just don't have any more. I know. I used to love AOL Instant Messenger. I was on there. Uh, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with AOL Instant Messenger. I could see that. Yeah, I was very chatty with my friends. And I I tried to find, like, cute away messages to put there. And I think I used to have, like, away messages that were like, I'm not here. And like, <laughs> that would be you. Not available. super serious. Greg's Greg's not here. I'm not su- super serious, want? really. Super serious. Maybe super sometimes. Zero. I have to be. It's my well, job. It's his job. Good for you. Someone has to be serious. Uh, well, I can be here looking looking like a dope. Um, that's okay. <laughs> Did you just say looking like a dope? Oh, it's looking like a dope. Looking like a fine ass dope ass. <laughs> Bitch, that's what I really meant to say. If you would have allowed me, Man, but yet I but hate yet that I can't play keep... certain sound bites right now. Like it just mm-hmm, kills mm-hmm. me. But but yes. the show will get taken down off YouTube again, and I don't want yes. that. No, but you're setting it up so perfectly, and that's what I do. Oh man, that's what I do. It's killing me. You can find me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. I am not on Twitter. Remember. So go to at ChairShot Media to follow me. Uh, I sometimes take over the ChairShot's Twitter. I may be taking over the ChairShot's Twitter in a few weeks for a takeover, possibly. Who I mean, knows? It is a takeover. You'll just have to. Yeah, I usually take over the the Twitter on takeover. I mean, you did it but, once, so I don't know if that usually is the right phrase, but. Well, we're well now. People know that, Greg. I did take over for Slammiversary, you even did. though. So. 
as, as well. So it is very nice to take over Twitter and then have no responsibility or liability over what I yes, tweet. We're or all post. very so jealous. That's kind of nice. Of yes, that. Yes. I can just swing back and not worry about it. I mean, that. I'd say we're very jealous, but like I've proven that you can just log the fuck off and stay off as long as you want to. That is also true. Yes. I, you know, and I may, uh, you know, bring followers. I may have people who retweet uh, or whatnot, but they don't really retweet me. They retweet at Chair Shop Media. So I can also, I can't take those home with me. I can't take those people with me. You should next time make sure you promote the Instagram though. Like, yes, that's, that's, although Grant, if you forget, I can just go in there. It's so new to me. I'm just, I barely learned how to like at people. You did. And I just, and I included a gift for one of my uh, tweets as well. You're learning, coming along, coming along strong. Coming along strong. You got a lot of heart kid. Yes. So another thing that you can do to support thechairshot.com is to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and get your very own chairshot t-shirt. There you can find over 25 different styles there, different logos, different colors, just a big variety for you to choose from. T-shirts start at $19.99, but hey, if you want to treat yourself, you can add a few extra dollars and get your shirt in soft style, including the queen of soft style shirt, my shirt, which is available in soft style because I'm not going to do you dirty like that. I'm going to make sure that you all get the best because you all deserve the best. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your t-shirt today. That is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. The chair Always use your head. Now, this week's topic is actually wrestling related, like real wrestling related. Last week, we did a review of Money Plane that was almost just as a mess as the movie itself. I, I would rate our review to be slightly more entertaining than the movie itself. Money Plane. Just, I, I would, too. I, I would definitely give yeah. our review a higher rating. But again, a theme we established on the Greg DeMarco show, bar is not set high by the movie Money Plane. And no. uh, and do that. Should we? Um, I don't know if you have it planned in somewhere. Should we commercial before or after this? Yeah. So I was going to intro the topic, and then I was going to do a commercial. Thank do you that. For ruining I like the surprise. that. I like. Yeah. I like yeah. the way you're thinking. Wow. But then you just call me out. I didn't I'm know. supposed to be a professional podcaster, according to Andrew Balaz, and now I feel like yeah. I failed. Maybe you did. I don't know. But this week's topic, yes, is wrestling related. We're actually going to be focusing pretty much on AEW uh, and their women's division. There's two big stories that have come out uh, over the past week with AEW. Uh, we're going to be talking about the launch of AEW Heels, and we're also going to be discussing the recent developments on the AEW Deadly Draw Tag Tournament. But before we get to that, well, we got some bills to pay. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code ChairShot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's like a video commercial too. Like we had an audio it's commercial. Very much like a yeah, and, and audio a video and commercial video for Angry Lemonade. Yeah. And for those of you who are just listening and you're not watching, <laughs> Greg just put up his phone to the screen and did a, a little shout out to Angry Lemonade. Ten percent off your order using the code word ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, so topic number one, uh, it's going to be fairly loaded. You know, for anyone who's been online, especially if you've been on Twitter, social media, reading articles, even talking to people, uh, this first topic has been, I would say, fairly polarizing um, for multiple reasons. And so we're going to get into it because, you know, why not? And this is truly something that is part of my demographic. It's very rare as a female wrestling fan to be able to talk to something that is directly targeted at me. Uh, so I'm very glad to, to be able to discuss this uh, with Greg. Uh, we, you know, are really, this is the first time him and I are, are truly talking this out. So we may be surprised by each other's opinions. We may not be surprised. Uh, you may be surprised by our opinions uh, about this. Um, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are um, after you listen to this show. So please reach out to us on social media at ChairShotGray at the hashtag Miranda. Let us know your thoughts. But AEW Heels. Last week, uh, AEW officially announced the launch of AEW Heels. Now, it's been around for, you know, several months, actually. There was kind of a soft announcement a few months ago, and AEW had kind of did uh, some soft opening events uh, regarding this particular project. But the full launch came out about a week ago. And the way that AEW is describing AEW Heels, um, they're, they've mentioned this specifically in their press release and this is what I'm going to reference as far as how they are describing it and then we're going to talk about it as far as some of these factors and our opinions. Um, it is a female focused wrestling community led by AEW Chief Brand Officer Brandy Rhodes and the stars of AEW's women's division and they announced a new fan membership platform. Now, this platform is powered by wonderful unions. It's a secure digital platform. And really, this is a way for female wrestling fans to access AEW Heels exclusive content and other benefits. And they really include in the statement, it's an uh, all-in safe environment for engaging in conversation and developing friendships worldwide. This 
platform and this service, this community does have a fee. It is an annual paid membership of $49. Members receive access to a variety of features, including virtual meet and greets, video conference discussions with industry experts, exclusive AEW talent Q&A sessions, customized merchandise, special promotions, theme parties, and more. The Secure Space enables AEW Heal members to connect, learn, and thrive together through shared passions for women's, women's wrestling. So that is, in their words, what AEW Heals is. And, you know, I, I hesitate a little bit to go into this because it's, it's fairly loaded. Uh, I, you know, when AEW Heels first launched, and I talked about it on this show, it was something that I, I was supportive, and I still am conceptually. The concept of a company, the number two wrestling company in the world, to have a community specifically dedicated to female wrestling fans, I think it's important. I think it's a great thing. Um, and we'll talk about all kind of, you know, the thoughts and, and challenges with that uh, and good efforts and bad efforts in it. But I think the concept as a whole is, uh, you know, it, it's something positive and something good. Um, now, getting into, you know, some of these things here as far as the services that are provided as to this. And again, this may have been different. I think when it was initially launched, some of these uh Features were mentioned as, you know, exclusive items for this community. I'm sure within the time frame of COVID and these changes, there was probably going to be an emphasis on in-person events too. But right now, everything is set in a digital environment. And the reason I mention this is because I, that does influence a bit of my decisions as to why some of these things are successful or won't be successful. Um, but overall, I like the concept. However, some of the execution of this is not things that I'm fond of, and I'll get into that for in a second. Greg, let's start off just with the concept first, and we'll deep dive into some of these other layers of it. What is your thought on just AEW branding this community, a female-focused wrestling community, AEW Heels? Just focusing on the content, since that's what, or the concept, since that's what you asked me yeah. to do. I like the concept. I think the concept is fantastic. I think... The concept is something that everyone should get behind and support and is a great idea and, and one that I wholeheartedly believe in and believe AEW should believe in as well. Concept, 100%. And that's why, let's, let's you know, there's, there's some layers to this. So we wanted to start off with that. The concept is good. It's, it's I'm holding back. Different. I'm holding mm -hmm. back. That's Big why time. Just, we're going to get to it. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. We're going to get to it. Yes. So when this announcement, so the original announcement was made several months ago. Now we actually have this structure here. And there was a, a, a lot of people commenting and discussing this being a paid subscription. So it's a community, but it is a paid subscription service that people can sign up for in order to get this content. Now, that is where things start to break down for me a little bit. Um, because, of, and I mentioned, you know, when they originally put this together, it sounds like they were looking to do more in-person events, more live events, maybe special VIPs that I would have understood if they had a payment fee or payment structure to it, because in, in many, uh, events, um, sporting events, com cons and all of that, you have a tiered payment system that if you want to get, you know, exclusive VIP, exclusive, uh, meet and greets, 
events, seating, all of that. That is a page structure. That makes sense. But we now live in a virtual world where a lot of these programs, organizations, events have gone virtual and they've done it for free. Um, so the fact that AEW decided to put a, a cost to this, one, doesn't quite seem like it was necessary compared to other events that are much bigger in span that didn't do that. And two, goes back to, you know, the focus of this is to create a safe environment for people and one that they are able to share their fandom, get to know other people, all of that, that adding some kind of fee to it just add this level of being disingenuous almost that you're monetizing in order to create a safe space. And that is just a, a huge flaw in this. I mean, I do have to admit me personally, $49 a year is not a lot of money, but that is from my perspective, you know? Uh, and that's also another thing when you're looking at statistically a community or gender roles uh, of, of people who are likely more disadvantaged and unable to afford certain things, women are within that demographic. Um, so again, for some people, $49 isn't a lot of money. For some people, it is. Um, and that's a huge thing. Um, Greg, I'll let you go into this as well, because it seems like this was something we kind of shared when we were discussing this as well. But I'm, I'm very curious on your thought when it comes to this being a paid service almost. Let me ask you a question because I'm, I'm trying. I don't want to go at some point. I'm going to lose it. And that's fine. Yes. Right. That's why. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's um, let me ask you a question. Why did AEW start this? Why did they start this? For my interpretation, my perception, they started this to allow to have a space for female fans to be able to come together to enjoy being wrestling fans and to do that without fear or harassment uh, that can be associated sometimes when you are a, a female wrestling fan. No, they started this to make money. It's the same reason they do everything. AEW is a business. And one thing that AEW has done from the jump is figure out how can we take this small vocal group of wrestling fans that is passionate, that is hardcore, that is active, and how can we make every single dollar from them possible? That's what AEW does. That's their business model. Nothing about how they're booked, nothing about how they market the company, nothing, anything says they want to grow to a larger group of people. It tells me they want to get as much money as they can out of the people they currently have. And that's what this is. Everything you described in comparison for AEW Heels to other groups, other things that take place outside of AEW Heels are fan festivals, are fan clubs, are fan VIP experiences. And that's what this is. This is a fan club, but they refuse to call it a fan club. They call it an all-inclusive community. But Wonderful Union is literally a fan club company. That's, that's what they do. Wonderful Union provides an organization with a way to make money off of being a fan club. And you pay $49 to Wonderful Union or whatever the price is for your specific fan club. And the group probably gets half of it or a certain percentage of it. And Wonderful Union does all this stuff. All these same things that could be accomplished through a Facebook group and Zoom, which don't cost that much money. Some of them are free. And and that's where the disingenuous part comes in for me because this is just a money grab is what it is to me. And I can't get – and it just falls in line with everything else they've done where they tell people 
you're one of us, we're one of you, and really it's just like, how can we get more money out of you? And that's what AEW Heels really is, which is a shame, because like I said, the concept, fantastic. The execution is just exposed for what it is. And I want to get in, you know, again, this is late because only was their criticism regarding the price of this or the fact that they were charging, but exactly what you had just mentioned regarding the way that the company has held the women's division. Um, and that's been one of the things that I think has been consistently criticized. You know, I think there's other elements of the company that there still is a pretty, you know, healthy fan base that defends, you know, maybe their tag team division, the TNT championship, the world championship, you know, every storyline or wrestler on there. But I do think that there is seemingly a, strong consensus that the women's division is lacking and it is uh, also almost kind of this this enigma of how do you then promote this women focused community when you can't seem to do that on your weekly television show that you don't seem to have a woman focus or you're not even taking your women's division seriously or you're you know so that too i think that that doesn't help this particular cause because it is more about what you do than what you say. You know, I think that, uh, that that's an important factor in life. You know, don't tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do. And again, the concept itself is, is great. I think that more companies do need to take a stance on supporting women, not only in the ring, but their fan bases. And so, uh, you know, this, I think, can do great things, but then you have to have this, it's a trickle down effect that, you know, no one may even take this seriously or your fan base may, you can do all the things in the world to set up a, you know, a healthy environment. But if you don't project that on TV or in your content with your women's division, it's, it, you're going to lose some validity. You're going to, to lose um, a fan basis that believes that you can be the future uh, of professional wrestling, which is what they did. They did this whole press conference and made a big show about what they were going to do in professional wrestling. And it feels like this is the one area that they've consistently underdelivered. And then here's the crazy thing. Uh, first of all, I want to go, I want to do something recent and then go backwards when we talk about the women's division. The week that AEW announced heels and released all this information, the women got less than five minutes on AEW Dynamite. Like th that, that's one of the worst weeks of, uh, and, and Ray Cash did this research and you can hear it on Outsider's Edge, which, which was on Friday over at the chairshed.com. Oh, uh, I think it was 24 weeks of television. The women have been featured on 22 of those 24 weeks of AEW television, never more than one match on a program. And, and, and they have a ton of women on the roster, which we can talk about a little bit when we get into, uh, the deadly draw, but and, and I hear an argument that the women just aren't very good in AEW, and I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Honestly, the bulk of the issues with AEW's women's division fall squarely on the shoulders of Kenny Omega, because he's the guy who books the women's division. Kenny Omega is a fantastic in-ring professional wrestler. He's just not a good booker, and that's okay. That's not really his job. Look, the tag team division in AEW is a mess, because it's booked by the Young Bucks. They're great wrestlers. They're not great bookers. The only member of their executive committee who knows what they're doing in terms of running anything is Cody Rhodes. And and he's one of five people in they, that they've put in these executive vice president positions. And he's the only one who knows what the hell he's doing. 
And he's one of two who hasn't deleted their Twitter account. So it's just insane to me that that we're in this position. But no one should be surprised. Like, this is who's running the company and, and the women's division. And it's a shame because I've literally seen people suggest they scrap the women's division altogether. And that's nuts because they no, got a ton I, of talent, yeah. a ton of talent in that division. They're just not using it properly. And that's all Kenny Omega's fault and Tony Khan's fault. And honestly, I've destroyed Tony Khan on social media on these programs, and he actually deserves a lot of credit for holding things together despite the efforts of people like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So, because they, because he's the one who stepped in and said, no, I need to like help write this show because you guys booking it only gets us so far. And hell, Tony Khan's done such a great job that WWE put a guy named Khan as their president. So there you go. Thanks to Tony Khan. But it's, it just befuddles me. Big word there for you how bad the women's division is when they got a ton of great talent. And I hate when people say the women's division, when they, when they down the talent in the AEW's women's division, because that's insane. They really do have a lot of great talent. You got to watch dark to see most of it, but they really do have a lot of great talent, in the women's division. And it's just a shame yeah. what they've done with it. And don't even try to compare what WWE does to what AEW does for the women's division, because you cannot tell me, I'm not talking to Miranda Morales. I'm talking to, viewer and listener out there you cannot tell me that aew has done a better job with their women's division than wwe has that no. is an irresponsible mm-hmm. statement to no a hundred percent and you know what it, they do have some stiff competition because running at the same time that runs i think the best women's division in all of pro wrestling is nxt like i don't know if people have listened yet but on the greg demarco show we ranked all the top championships in the world and the highest ranked women's championship and the number five ranked championship in the entire world today was the NXT women's championship. Yep. I'm looking on the list for the AEW women's championship. I don't even think we ever brought the title up during the episode. No, no, you know, and and it's funny. So when we were doing the Greg DeMarco show, I did, we played, we kind of did this role reversal where Greg was very adamant about trying to get AEW on this titles list. and I was not, uh, and usually I'm the one defending AEW or giving them the benefit of the doubt. And, and Greg is, you know, pretty shitting on them. We've gotten back to that dynamic on this show. Uh, but also, also Andrew Belaz found it hilarious that I spent one show, uh, right. kind of crapping on AEW and I'm on this show talking about it. And I feel like this will be a fair assessment of both, you know, good things and bad things about, you know, the, the idea of heels, the women's division, things that they're doing and things that they're not doing, um, because I think there's two sides to it. Now, going back to what you were saying with the women's division, I absolutely agree. There's no need to scrap this. Absolutely no need. They've had had some bad luck with the division. They've had it's been injury prone. They've had issues now with travel. Um, so maybe some ideas but, and things but, that they originally had in place you know, were impacted by it. Especially it was already a, a small roster to begin with. Everybody's had those problems. Everyone has. That's not unique to yes. AEW. That's no, the entire I'm, world. I'm just saying that I think it's it's impacted their women's roster harder than any of the other rosters uh, because uh, you know it was already thin to begin with. It was already it's not very thin. limited. They have a they have like a ton of talent. They have as many people in their division as as Impact Wrestling does in the Knockouts division. But I don't think anyone can fairly say that their division is even better than Impact Wrestling's division. No, that's also true. The Knockouts division's on point. I, I that, like that is a, a good division, and I think, and that's the crazy part, you know. I mean, Impact Wrestling is one where you know a lot of people have been 
sitting on it for years because yeah. it's you know the easy thing to do. But the the impact knockouts division is one to to mm-hmm. watch. You know, and the fact that AEW is not even in that conversation, even with other independents, you know, uh, across the U.S. or across the world, when you are kind of being put on this pedestal as a number two company, there's n- like you mentioned, we don't see them a lot on TV, and, and there was should. a big criticism uh, regarding the Deadly Draw tournament not being featured on dynamite not even not being featured on dynamite miranda they didn't even mention it on last wednesday's show now i'm talking about if this airs on thursday and not talking about yesterday but the week before the first dynamite after the revelation of all the details of aew heels not only did they give the women the shortest amount of time or second shortest amount of time in the history of their program they didn't even mention the deadly draw during the show, no highlights, no mention, no anything. You got a two hour show where you're supposedly light on talent and you can't mention the deadly draw. You can't show highlights about the deadly draw. And I'm supposed to believe you care about the deadly draw and I'm supposed to watch it on YouTube when you didn't tell your entire audience where to find it. Like that just, it's just yeah. mind blowing because I think someone, either Brandy or Kenny, wanted to do this and they were like, okay, I guess we'll do it. Oh, we'll put it on YouTube. Like, and not even during dark, like it's not even good enough to be during dark. Exactly. There's, that's a whole other issue is that there isn't a lot of continuity in their stories, even within their shows. You know, they actually, I think dark has a lot of good content and a lot of good wrestling, but it feels like a separate product. And I don't know why, even if they intentionally do that, why they would intentionally want to do that. Um, And even going back to the women's division, you know, when we were talking uh, about, uh, I believe, Fighter Fest uh, was when we had Sheeta and Penelope, uh, Penelope Ford. Ford. Yeah. And that was one, that was a sleeper match. Like that was one where a lot of people didn't know what to expect because Penelope Ford came in to replace Chris Statlander. And Penelope Ford's been with that division for quite a while. And this was the biggest match that she's had. It was a solid, good match. And instead of using that momentum to help elevate her as a as kind of a, a top competitor in the division, she dropped back down. So they're not even moving with the momentum that they build. I think they're absolutely capable of building momentum, but it it doesn't stick for very long. So it's it's those types of concerns and questions that I have. Again, if you don't take your women's division seriously if you don't treat them with the airtime that they need in order to flourish if you're not plugging and promoting this tag team tournament especially if it's not going to be on weekly television it's on youtube and you're not really trying as hard to promote it as you promote your weekly television shows you're doing a tag team appreciation night you don't need to do that let's go let's let's take a second for that you don't need to if you appreciate tag team wrestling Let's just take the belts and put them on somebody else. Fifty percent of I, their programming has been tag team appreciation. That, yes, and it's not even really tag team appreciation because it's spot fest appreciation because that's all their tag team division is. It's yeah. because they don't know what they're doing, Miranda. They have no idea. They they don't know how to produce television because none of them have ever done it. And it's fine. You want to learn how to produce television? Great. Go buy some cameras and produce something for Fight TV. You can't go from you know, working for someone to running a show on TNT. Like, like if it wasn't for this hardcore fan base that they're trying to fleece every penny out of, they wouldn't last on TNT. It's insane to me that, that these people are in charge. And it just blows my mind. Like, like 
throw a bunch of money at somebody and get them to come in and, and fix this because they're doing a disservice to the talent. They're doing a disservice to the time slot. They're doing a disservice to the brand, but with what they're doing and they're literally held together by duct tape and Chris Jericho at this point. And it's just, it, it just makes me sad because the talent, the talent is so good. And, and, and the execution, just like heels, just like yeah. the women's division, it, it's a damn shame. Well, and for me, the biggest thing is, don't, like I said, don't sh- tell me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do. I think that any effort that AEW puts and press releases and conference, you know, all these types of big things, social media, that energy really should be focused on putting it into your product. You know, I well, think and- that they really need to st- take a step back from, you know, engaging with people on Twitter and putting out all these press releases and really, because I understand they want to have that connectivity. They mm-hmm. want to have this transparency. And I put that there because I feel like they're attempting to put a level of transparency and people do grasp to that. But is it truly transparent or is it really just a way to say that you're going to do something to appease people and do something completely? It's different? as genuine. It's less genuine than be a star. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Oh, right now. And you know how I feel about I don't be a star. Know. I, don't, I don't know about that. I, I do. I, do. I don't know about that. Because Be a Star I, has years of things that it's actually accomplished and done, despite the motivation behind it. AEW heals is charts of people for a Zoom call. Like, it's literally, which we're I, doing right now for free. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, I, I do feel like Be a Star, I mean, that's deeply rooted. I do feel like, oh, I know. There ha- you know, AEW heals is still just a few months. Now, going back to the, what you're saying, I don't haven't seen a lot from it. Now, I have to admit, I have not been a part of any of the initial events. They did have two free events for people to participate in. And that in and of itself was fairly popular. They got full right away. So I don't know what their capacity measures were, but there definitely was a population left out because they had reached capacity very mm-hmm. quickly. So there is a fan base, and I'm sure they gauged it. But as far as actual exclusive content, now that is something that's been missing. And also another thing I've seen a lot of feedback on is that really all they're doing is retweeting or sharing stories of, of uh, female uh, r- roster members, nothing really unique or special um, that is really leading people. Like really they're just copying mm-hmm. things that yeah, other people that are already know, out roster there. is doing their pictures. Yeah. That's already out there and just, you know, embodying it. Community. So that's another thing that feels like a little like I wouldn't want to pay that type of money or that's just something that feels a little cheap when you're not put, putting out anything um, very specific. Can, I, uh, can we go back sharing and tweeting to something you said? You talked about the press releases and what they, they put out there. And I really want to talk about that because that's another issue that I have with you talked about, you know, putting the effort one way to another. They there. If you read their press releases, there's a lot of issue with the left hand not knowing what the right hand's doing or talking about in the press release that you read parts of. It literally says that the the secure space enables AEW heels members to connect, learn and thrive together through shared passions for women's wrestling. Now people called Brandy Rhodes out on Twitter about this. And you know what she said? Her literal words were, this is not about women's wrestling. This is about female fans. She said heels was not about women's wrestling. But the press release literally says thrive together through shared passions for women's wrestling. But Brandy Rhodes, the chief branding officer of the company, said it's not about women's wrestling. It's about female fans. They, they talk about a disconnect. There's a disconnect internally 
between what they're putting out and what they're doing. And she said this stuff on Twitter. Now, she deleted her Twitter account, which, by the way, one of the things they talked about was social media strategies from Brandy Rhodes, the person who can't keep her Twitter open. And, and it's just uh, mind-blowing. And can we talk about Brandy deleting her Twitter also? Do yeah, know so why? I do want to go to both her deleting her Twitter and then the announcement that she made on Instagram. Well, and I'm all over because the place. Even- and I'm passionate. And I'm going nuts. No, no, that's, that's, that's Why did okay. Brandy that's, delete her Twitter, Miranda? Why did Brandy claim she deleted her Twitter? I, I don't know. She I'm claims she, Twitter, well, Cody claims that Brandy deleted her Twitter because people came after her using racial slurs on Twitter. Now, and, and I'm not here to call somebody a liar, but here's the thing, okay? Dominic Dijakovic in NXT put out a tweet, probably in support of Retribution. That tweet was out for less than a minute. Okay. We got screenshots zoomed in finding hidden messages in these tweets, but no one can find a single screenshot of anybody calling Brandy a negative thing on Twitter before she deleted her account. I, I am personally not a fan of Twitter. So I, I really don't know what someone's threshold is. I don't blame her though. I really don't. Regardless of who you are, no one should have to go through that kind of abuse. Now, I think that there is a a public figure though. Like this is what she signed up for. I'm just saying, I'm just, look, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to distinguish. Let, Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. There is a difference between criticism and abuse. And I think that maybe the amount of criticism that came on felt like abuse. And there, there absolutely could have been. I'm not here to argue that there wasn't things said. Because you know what? It is the internet. Like, I don't doubt. And who knows? Maybe these were DMs. Like, I don't know what was said that to her. But it wouldn't surprise me. You know, it is the internet. There's right. there's people online who constantly say terrible things and they a do. lot of them directed towards women. But I also do feel like there was probably a fair amount of criticism mm-hmm. and that may have added to that. You know, I think that for every person who maybe supported it, there was probably several that didn't support it for one reason or another. And that's the thing. This is there's multi prongs of issues with this, whether it's people coming at it for the cost People feeling that it's not very, you know, all inclusive to women or those identifying as women, um, that, it, you know, it's not reflective of the company's stance on women's wrestling, that, you know, they it, so many things to it. But those are, I think, the, the major ones that are coming out. Um, but you know what? I, I don't blame her to, to take some time off Twitter now. I don't think this is permanent. Right. But I. I, I honestly do not blame her for taking a break because there's a lot probably that was thrown at her mm-hmm. and directed at her. And again, this is her project. This It was stated in the press release and this is, she has been the face of AEW heels. Um, but you know, I, I just, I, I probably would have taken a step back from Twitter after everything that was thrown at me um, with that. If I, I was her now, she did go on Instagram. So her Instagram is still active. Right. And in that she <laughs> did uh, release a, a statement on there saying that uh, the membership sign up necessary to continue to move the fan club onward. Um, they met their, their numbers. They exceeded their numbers. Now, I also think, too, there was criticism about what she posted it with. And it was a picture Mm -hmm. of her in a bathing suit, which was part of a photo shoot that they did with multiple uh, women from the roster. They did a special photo shoot uh, of them on the beach. Um, And again, I kind of I see both sides. You know, there were some people saying that she is the chief brand officer. Why do you include a message on that with you in a bikini? 
Uh, because also, she's though, not. They were. She's not really the chief brand officer. She's playing chief brand officer. Look, I'm. I'm just saying that there are people who believe that due to the the status and the role that she plays in the company, that should have been a more professional picture. And I understand that in in some ways, but you're also in the world of pro wrestling and entertainment. There's lots of entertainers, lots of actors, actresses, all these types of people who do these same things and wear the same exact thing. So I do believe people were going to come at her no matter what, with what she was wearing, what she said, what she didn't say. Do I think it, again, would have been more credible? You know, I, you know, it's hard, it's hard to say, you know, I, I think it goes back to how you really are going to structure this and how women are perceived in your division that I think will help people really feel like if this is a more of a genuine process. And there was even criticism on the photo shoot that that was, you know, setting women's wrestling back 10 years because you have a bikini shoot. I, you know, I, I, though there's a sense of empowerment as well. You know, we've also seen in women's wrestling and in entertainment in general that women have the right to wear what they want and to be photographed how they want um, and, and to live in a way that they want. However, it does feel there are elements to it that are still a little tone deaf, that it wasn't a, you know, the, the vision that you have for empowerment looks differently. For lots of people, you know, some people find empowerment, you know, working out. Some people find empowerment in a bikini. Some people find em- empowerment in the office. Some people find empowerment in a kitchen. Some people find it in art or fixing or whatever it is. Empowerment looks different for, for other people. That is what I kind of just wanted to convey with that. But I do think you make a good point where she is someone that, you know, there is a title there. But it doesn't always feel like that in the communications that are sent yeah. out directly on social media. Like there is a disconnect between a title and the role and this prestige that this person has compared to what is portrayed on social media. Can I ask you another question? This is okay. I understand that a lot of stuff got thrown at Brandy Rhodes on social media. And I also understand that those things are wrong, terribly inappropriate, and unacceptable. Do you think it's anything compared to what's been thrown at Stephanie McMahon over the years? Stephanie McMahon is the chief brand officer of WWE. I mean, and literally, and, and Triple H is the executive vice president. Like Cody and Brandy are copying the roles that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon hold. Because again, we've talked about it before on this show and on my show. Wrestlers start companies because they want to be in charge. And that's exactly what this is. They they happen to be friends with Conrad Thompson, who happen to be friends with Tony Khan, who happen to be able to put a bunch of money in this. Poof, you got your own wrestling company. And they got you on TNT. I don't begrudge you for any of it. But again, these people don't belong in these positions. And they're proving it with what they do day in and day out. A chief brand officer should be able to handle or just ignore what's been thrown at you on social media. It comes with the role. Like it, it sucks and it's inappropriate, but you got to know what you're signing up for. You got to know what you're getting into. Your, 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 your AEW heels literally says you're going to give out social media branded marketing strategies with Brandy Rhodes and she can't keep her Twitter open. And the number one social media advice anybody should give anybody else is ignore what people say because they're worthless people saying these things about you. And the Do only you value- believe that Stephanie Mann actually handles her own Twitter. 
I believe that she handles her own. Tw- the way it works in WWE is they do post their own personal messages, but then the company will also pop out things for them that are branded. But a lot of what you see when it's a personal message is a personal message. Does Vince McMahon handle his own Twitter? No. The Triple H and Stephanie? Yes. Stephanie probably handles Vince McMahon's Twitter, to be 100% honest with you. Like, they have oh, people yeah. and it'll get reviewed and all of that. And they, they hire for social media positions. There's some listed on their job site right now. But talent and, and people, they also, they can use their social media. That's why when they leave, they take that social media account with them and they take that following yeah. with them. Well, I, I think it's also very different circumstances. You know, I do think Stephanie was born into this business. She's had a lot more experience in it. She's seen every corner and every aspect of it. And still Brandy Rose is still, you know, on the newer side compared to Stephanie. So, uh, and I think it's just, you know, different backgrounds, different, different. But then why is she the chief branding officer of a major organization with no experience in that position whatsoever? No experience, two positions lower than that whatsoever. Like she got it because she's with Cody and they got Tony Khan to start AEW. Well, you know, I, Look, it's not so much the positions that that bother me. Like I said, it's just more of the of the disconnect in the way that things are presented and and the positions. And again, we're also. I mean, when you look at a startup company, when you look at companies, you see a lot of people in leadership roles really young. Like, I think that's also just part of the culture of business now. You have literally a titan like WWE that's been around for 30 plus years with more established uh, business people and, and leadership roles where startup companies now have startup leaders. And so that doesn't really seem totally off the cuff for, for me personally and just my exposure and understanding of, of startup companies. And again, that's just my correlation. I, I view AEW as a startup company that happens to be focused on wrestling. But when you look at lots of startups and all that tech firms, whatnot, you have leaders who, you know, are in their twenties, you know, sometimes they'll bring in older leadership for higher roles maybe, but not always because they go with, you know, those people who have been there from the beginning. And I think it's also just another aspect of, of business. It's done differently. You know, it's not what we see in a traditional sense, but it's, I think a lot more common than we think. But it's failing in so many ways for AEW. And maybe part of it's the industry that they're in. I don't know. But they're not doing anything about it. Like like they're deactivating Twitters. And and they're still putting out disconnected messages. Like keep them in their roles. That's fine. But bring somebody in to help them. Bring somebody you know, into I, an I, advisory I role. Yeah, I do hope. You know, again, this is still fairly new. I I do hope I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that this is a learning experience. Uh, and I think eventually they, they will, because it, I, I can't imagine how exhausting it is to constantly be on Twitter to just, you know, reply to random people's messages. Or but you don't tweets. have to. That's the thing. No, you I, but you know, again, it, it's, it's what they are deciding to do right now. It is at their discretion. It's them. Is it sustainable? I don't think so. Uh, you know, it's, is it part of their mission and vision as a company? I do see that. You know, yeah, I do it was see built on is, social media. Yes, I get that, you know, and, and, and you're still being on brand for that. I do want to jump before we run out of time into deadly draw, because there's also criticism within that, that I think feeds into AEW heels, but it also there's some shining 
parts of it that I do want to acknowledge. So we talked about Deadly Draw a few weeks ago prior to the rules being uh, established, and we were pretty much kind of on point uh, as to what this this tournament was going to be. So instead of teams being um, uh, picked by wrestlers or decided on, they were doing it at, at a random draw. So there were poker chips in a box, and those who picked the same colors were going to be teamed together. Some people, it, it seems like it was very polarizing that either people we knew, we had a gut feeling we're going to be teamed together, we're teamed together, and then people who we had no idea we're going to be teamed team together or not even on the roster were teamed together. So uh, right now, as of this week, we've had two episodes of The Deadly Draw. Each week, there's two matches. So we've had two first, uh, sorry, four first round matches so far. Uh, the uh, first match, we had Penelope Ford and Meg teaming up uh, against the Nightmare Sisters, Brandy. Brandy and Allie did win. No surprise there. Uh, LOL, Nyla Brandy Rose, wins. Yes, and that's another thing we'll talk about in a second, because there will be something that this happens, I will lose my shit. Uh, Nyla Rose uh, teamed uh, with Adrian. She used to go by a- Adrian, who formerly from WWE NXT, uh, used to team with Naomi as part of the Funkadactyls. We haven't seen her in quite a while. She uh, picked the same uh, poker chip as uh, Nyla Rose, and they were a team. Uh, versus Anna Jay and uh, Ty Conti. At uh, uh Taya. Taya. I've missed the A there. Um she we haven't uh seen uh Taya since she was released from NXT. It is just Tay. It, it was she was Taynora. She was Taya's in, in Impact. Ty. You know that. Um yeah, she's just no, Tay Conti was, now. Uh, Ty, okay. I know they pronounce it differently, that's why they I may have. Tay. Tay. No Tay. I don't know. Uh, and, and, uh, Anna Jay in Taiwan, uh, which was a surprise, uh, based off of, you know, having that powerhouse of Nyla Rose. But again, we know she doesn't work well in teams. So this was probably a great exit for her. Um, and then this past week we had, uh, two more matches. Uh, we had Big Swole teaming up against Lil Swole, Miss Nicole Savoy, which that is, I'm a big fan of that. Love that dynamic. Versus Leva Bates and Rache, um, which is someone, again, not on the current roster. Um, and then this last match, which I, you know, to me was, I think, the most entertaining out of all of them so far. We had Dasha. So Dasha Gonzalez, who is usually an announcer and backstage interviewer, making her in-ring debut with partner Rachel Ellering, who we haven't seen since last year, also released by NXT, versus the team of Eva Lise and Diamante. Um, and going back to the first match, a big soul and little soul won. And in the second match, we had Ivalice and Diamante move forward. So there's good elements to this. Now, we joked on this show not too long ago that if this tournament is just set up for the Nightmare Sisters to win, I'm going to lose it. Um, and I think you had even predicted uh, at that time, we didn't know that Ivalice and Diamante were going to be a team, but it's been pretty much pushed. And I'm very glad yeah. that this happened. We predicted they uh, would be a team. We predicted that Nyla would lose in the first round because she doesn't do well yes. with others. So obviously they're listening to this show. Um, everyone. And does. so everyone listens. Yes. Um, and, and with the teams that have advanced, you know, it is very likely there's still two uh, more or four, yeah, two more matches left. Uh, to 
trying to do my math. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they're six, in the semifinals oh, four. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so there's still, you know, a few episodes left before we get to the semis. But it, it could possibly be, as, as we talked about, a Nightmare Sisters versus Ivelisse Diamante final. Um, to me, that would be awesome. Um, I believe the Nightmare Sisters are going to be going up against Little Swarm Baseball um, in their round. I believe so. I yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's so many. I have to actually just look at. I don't know because you know I watched Dynamite and they didn't talk about it, so I don't really know. Uh, and then I believe Anna J and Ty Ate, uh, they're going to be going up against Eva Lee and Diamante. So going back to to this, and even the character. Now I think there's there. You know, that hasn't helped a whole lot of the situation. We've seen, you know, the Nightmare Sisters uh, do some promo work. Brandy's been kind of, who's very focused on someone who thinks she's that, that isn't the person that she is, but what she's trying to portray or an extension or what she thinks people think that she is, you know, whatever that may be. I think, though, people are buying into that as who she really is. And you know what? Hey, kayfabe in, in 2020. That's what you got to do. You know, if she if she knows that that's how people project her and think that she believes in herself that way, why not add that to her character? I, I think that makes perfect sense. But another thing, again, that makes this a little skewed. I mean, she had mentioned that they had all these AEW action figures released and there's only one female action figure out there. Whose is it? It's Brandy's. Hello, now, Brandy wins. A lot of people had asked, you know, why weren't there other people involved in this process or or identified to be action figures? And apparently on Twitter, they mentioned that uh, it was based off of, you know, there was a very short timeline and deadline uh, in order to get this ball rolling. And it was really the core people that they had knew they knew were signed to the company, Um, even though Britt Baker was announced as part of their initial signings. But. Well, and that's, and I don't fault them for that. Like knowing it, it takes so long, like you don't decide on a Tuesday to do action figures and put them out on Thursday. I mean, it takes yeah. nine months to a year. So I, I think you can criticize them if less women are involved in the second round of action figures. Mm-hmm. But I, of all the things we can criticize them for, I don't think the action figures are, that's just people complaining uh, from a, a position of ignorance, just not yeah. knowing what they're talking about, which is yeah. wrestling fans on Twitter. And again, it's it's another thing. I, that's why I'm I have a bit more sympathy towards her, towards the situation, just because there's things that have been stacked upon each other over the fast past few weeks that are all coming in together to create this pile. Now, again, it does go back to even elements of this uh, that if all we do is to see the Nightmare Sisters win this tournament, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to lose it. Because why, you know, did why is this all to elevate a tag team when you have lots of other wrestlers part of it? Now, I am a bit biased as well. I think Ivelisse and Diamante should win. And especially if you have that final, you have a much more established tag, just two individual wrestlers that are much more established. Maybe they haven't, you know, teamed together before. This is actually the, the first time they have, but they've competed all over. They've had lengthy history and training, you know, and the fact that the Nightmare Sisters would get one over on them. No, this is jumping ahead. We don't know what the finals are going to look like, but the way things are stacking up and sizing up, even the fact that if we have the Nightmare Sisters versus Lil Swole and Big Swole, both Lil Swole and Big Swole, very talented wrestlers, 
years of experience between yeah. the two. Some of the, you know, the most notable uh, in independent wrestling now. I just hate Even that Nicole that- Savoy has to be Lil Swole. Like, like she could be Nicole Savoy. I'll be honest with you. I'd be fine with any of the other three teams winning. I'd be fine if they found a way to make those three teams the finalists in some kind of triple threat and put it on all out. Like, mm-hmm. like do something big because there's a ton of talent on those three teams. There's a ton of talent that could be building blocks. You could literally, you put those three teams out there, your women's tag team division is just as good as WWE's at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I'm just scared because we've seen, you, you talked about earlier with Penelope Ford, right? Got her in title match and then she's back on dark doing nothing. Like what's going to happen with these teams and these women after this is over? Because mm-hmm. they are, despite all the drawbacks, despite everything they've done wrong, they've got talent and people are talking about those talents. What do you do with them? And that's my concern because they haven't proven they can. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. I hope they prove us wrong. Yeah. But my, I don't, I don't think Brandy and Allie are going to win. I really don't. I don't think they'd be that stupid to have Brandy and Allie win this thing. I think they'll be in the finals and they'll probably lose. And that's a shame too, because of the four teams remaining, I'd rank them fourth out of four. And I'd love to see the other three teams get that shot over them. No, it's a good point. And I like to give them the benefit. I like to say even things about the structure were very entertaining with, the, you know, random draws, the way that they brought in people that we hadn't seen in quite a while. One thing that did surprise me, and it was kind of a tell uh, based off of who they brought in for announcing, they brought in Shaul Guerrero to announce, which at that point you knew something was going to happen with Dasha. You've heard her story about her being injured and not being able to wrestle. wrestle. Her goal was to wrestle. They capitalized a bit on her um, recent uh, stint on the Titan games and to have her involved, I thought was a really fun element to this. You know, it didn't feel super forced and it didn't feel so outrageous. You know, this wasn't like Michael Cole getting into a ring, you know, it was someone who had trained to be a wrestler, whose intention was to be a wrestler, who's very, fairly athletic getting in, in the ring in this capacity. Um, and again, it was a losing effort, but there's elements seeing Rachel Ellering, you know, back after, a. uh, an injury that she had that, you know, was pretty substantial. Um, the way that they teased Eva Lee and Diamante being a team when they fought each other several weeks ago and really got this ball going. Um, you know, there's elements of this that are, are interesting. And I wish that they had a bigger platform like on Dynamite because they had the room, they have the time. And you're right. I do hope that this leads to something big at All Out, that this doesn't end just on YouTube because I do feel like they deserve to have a match on that platform. Um, what else are we going to do? You know, have uh, right now they're really not setting up the women's division to have anything other big other than the women's championship match, which right now we haven't really seen an established new number one contender. All we do see is Britt Baker on TV and a wheelchair, you know, doing her thing, which is entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But again, what are you doing about the actual wrestling and your division in order to help build it up? And you had an opportunity like this that was fairly unique and different. And the fact that it's not on TV, you know, and you could have spread it out. It's not like you have, you know, you're, you you have all this overflowing content that you absolutely have to pack together every week. You you're literally going to be running months on end in empty arenas. This could have this could have on TV. So again, it you know it's still a remaining to be seen. But there's elements within the deadly draw tournament that I do see that help 
me become optimistic about the women's division and the talent. And like you said, too, what is going to happen after this? Are any of these women going to be signed? You know, are, are they going to have a future with the company or are they just going to be on here for a few episodes and we don't see them again? Who knows? But I do feel like they need to really consider looking at signing some of these women and having a long term plan for them, because the other women that they have, at least on their website, on their roster are injured, have travel issues, or they're not utilizing. So they really need to take a deep dive, really look at the roster, really look at what they want the future to be, because they have, you know, the creativity to do it. They have the elements. I, I say this too about WWE. I put high expectations on them because they have millions of dollars and some of the best talent in the entire world. There's absolutely no excuse for them to not put that a, a solid product on there. Other than being young, AEW has a lot of those same things. They have money, they have talent, they have resources, they have TV, and they should be able to put a really good product out. They're still young. That, to me, is kind of the only downfall or the only area where I could see, yes, you know, it, it's just time. You know, naturally, time is going to, to help things out. But all the other factors, they have all the resources available to them. They really need to take a, a deep dive. Final thoughts. On, on going back to our original topic, AEW heels. Do you think that this is going to 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 last uh, as, as you know its intention of a female focused wrestling community? I think it'll last as its intention of a money making fan club. Um, and I do think it'll last because it's yeah. the fan base. The fan base is hardcore and and will continue to pay for it. Uh, I'd be interested to see how the renewals work when that happens. When the initial group has to renew their memberships uh, and, and how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it'll work just because they're fleecing their fan base. I don't think it's going to work as in the way that the press release you read. Um, but I think it's going to work in its actual intention, which is to make money. And that's what they're doing. Just like selling t-shirts and everything else they do. It's a money grab. I I want to believe that it's going to do exactly what it does, uh, what they say they're, they're going to do. I do feel, though, that it's causing too much tension, um, that it, it, it's going to be hard. It, it's very divisive. You know, there's still going to be fans who are on board 100% and feel like that money is well worth spent. And there's going to be a, a fan base that feels like they're uh, doing something that's more self-serving and it's only a ploy to get money. Um, it's only a ploy to get publicity. It's only a ploy to make them feel good and not truly create an environment um, that is supportive of, of women, or at least one that has true effort, that they can put effort, but it's going to be shared Instagram stories and Zoom calls and nothing truly innovative or creative or inclusive. I want to be proven wrong. I really do. And I am going to give it time, but am I going to sign up for it? No. You know, I, I personally will not. If there comes a time where I think the content is worth the price for me, I think I'd absolutely evaluate that as well um, and, and reconsider. But at this moment in time, I don't think that cost is, is for me specifically. I do feel like also, you know, in being creating a community, too, is also in the actions that we do and, and what we do as fans as people involved in, in wrestling. So I'm just trying to make it my mission uh, or my goal as a fan to do what I can to make others feel inclusive and start there. You know, I think that that's the, the simplest things. And if they don't 
have people kind of evaluate where we're at first and, and how do you as an individual help create an inclusive environment for people, then you don't need to like, that's not worth $49 to me, you know, starting where the fan base is starting where people are and trying to educate that I think is, is what I, my goal is and what I want to do and just treating people with the respect and dignity and kindness that they deserve as wrestling fans, regardless, you know, of how they identify, but it's, but also at the same time, especially for female fans, female identifying fans, um, people who support and, and enjoy women's wrestling. Cause those are, you know, all part of, of one thing. I also do hope for the future that we see better booking. I, I disagree with the statement that this is not about women's wrestling. It absolutely is because if it wasn't for the rise in women's wrestling and those who are on TV and, and those who provide their talent, it would be a very different environment for women's wrestling fans to be in. Um, and, you know, you, you have to acknowledge that if you are going to be a company as big as you are, you have to be able to put the best foot forward in anything that you do. And it can't just be about this fan club. And, but, you know, we focus on, on women's wrestling different. They're synonymous. The way you treat women on TV and the way you acknowledge their presence and their role in the company is significant of how your female fans are going to feel. And how you feel like, you know, that just like in any workplace, really, when you look at a workplace and how they treat women and how they empower them, how they, you know, allow them to grow and be the best selves, that is an indicator of how well the company is and how good the company is. And you can't just have this community, but say, well, it's separate than women's wrestling. It's the same, especially when your product is wrestling. They, they are synonymous. So do both. You can do both. Be good at both. You can't, you don't have to choose one. You know, you got, you have the resources, the money, the talent to do both. So don't be afraid to do both. Don't feel like you, you can't do both. You absolutely can do both. They'll do both when the white dudes in charge care about it. And, or the white dudes in charge are smart enough to put somebody else in charge who knows and, and cares about it because that white, what we see on TV is, is put out there by, five white dudes and they just don't care that much about it. And that's evident by, by what they're doing. There's a tag team appreciation night, like, and, and yet the announcement of heels couldn't be surrounded by a whole show about women's wrestling. I'm so tired. (laughs) Like the logic and all this. I try, you know, try to give the benefit of the doubt, and then you just keep me coming back. I want to. And I want to be wrong. I do. But I I mean, yeah, they, I no, think right. ego is a big part of this too. And they all have big egos and that's why they're doing this. And yeah, yeah it's just, and it just pains me because I, I like you, I see the potential there and, and tremendous potential there. And history has not proved, they have not proven historically to A, be able to build things over a long term and do long term storytelling and B, care enough about women's wrestling. Can they change it? Of course they can. It's wrestling. You can change anything in two weeks in wrestling. Will they? remains to be seen i hope so prove me wrong prove me wrong. i'd love to i'd love to be proven wrong but again you can do both you can do both it doesn't have to be one or the other you can have an an inclusive community and you can put together really fantastic wrestling and i and again the the deadly draw has good elements it has good bones as i'd like to say has good foundations it has good ideas it has good talent so the potential is there and hopefully they use this now. Again, I, I also 
want to give everyone involved the benefit of the doubt. I do not believe in, you know, online harassment or abuse or any of that as well. I do think the criticism is fair. That is a, a, a true ass statement. All of this criticism is fair. And I hope that they look at this as not just fans being angry, fans being spiteful, fans complaining about everything because those that's wrestling fans, that they're looking at this with a critical eye. Because that any company that wants to do anything long-term has to look at their customers with and, and what they're doing with a critical eye. So I hope AEW is around for a long time. I hope this community is. I hope their women's division grow. And I hope they can take an opportunity to truly evaluate all of the feedback that they're getting and really start making those adjustments. Now, uh, we do have a few sponsors we do want to plug before we end this show. Greg, roll it. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. What were you showing for those? That was a uh, just I just pulled up the chairshot.com, you know, website of Carolina. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it was at right now, of course, <laughs> two days later, uh, it's it's Andrew's impact ratings results or impact wrestling results and match ratings. Check them out. Yes. Check them we out. cover impact better than almost anybody. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is good. Najir and I, we cover it for Big Gold Belt Media. I've got to plug that in. Uh, you can go check it out. Big old belt. Well, and, and if people follow directions, should also be able to see that at the chairshot.com. Yes. Go to chairshot.com. Big old belt group. Again, things, words are coming together. Well, that your, your review of impact wrestling is supposed to be on the chairshot.com as okay. of this week. Oh, I usually don't announce something until it actually happens, but yeah, the fact that you don't know about that makes me a little worried, but that's okay. No, I, I may be. I, we'll talk offline. <laughs> also, I realize how tired I am because I'm looking again at the teams for the Deadly Draw tournament, and I realize Ty, Ty Conti. And I realized I talked to Gay in this show, talk about my mom. That's my mom's nickname, mm. and I couldn't read it on a screen. Like, that's how. I don't know what's happening where I was so worked up about this. I mispronounced Ty's name like three times. And I'm thinking now it all hit me. That is my mom's nickname. Like she's had that nickname forever. I don't call her that, but like everybody else calls right. her that. And okay. I messed that up. So my deepest apologies because that was not intentional whatsoever. And I think it's just one of those, those, those topics that can be very draining and long and lots of, of news out there in the world of, Pro wrestling, uh, but it is Ty. 
there's a lot to it. There's a lot to the topic and a lot to all of it. Yes. Well, listeners and watchers, thank you so much for being a part of the latest edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Do not forget to follow the ChairShot uh, on social media at ChairShot Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also follow my co-host Greg DeMarco at ChairShot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I myself, again, the Twitterless heroine, am not on Twitter, so go follow at ChairShot Media. But if you want to just follow me specifically, well, you can go to at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. There you can leave your comments and let me know what you think of this week's show and this week's topic. I'm very interested in finding out men, women, everyone, all wrestling fans alike, because it is very interesting to hear everyone's thoughts on this particular topic um, devoted to, you know, building a, a female wrestling fan community and also women's wrestling. Um, I do have to admit that this is a, a beautiful time to be a female wrestling fan. Um, even though there's a lot of dumb shit that goes around, I'm just going to call it out there. There's some dumb stuff, and there's some people out there who are rude and vicious and mean and cruel. And I don't like you. If that's what you do, I'll go on social media and harass people. I don't like you. If you don't gotta like me, I don't care. But don't do that. I don't know. Try and, and take some time and put yourself into other people's you know, shoes and be more empathetic, have more sympathy out there. You know, don't go out and just bash people on Twitter. Now it's okay to, you know, feedback, provide your insights and your opinions, but don't be a dick. Like really that's just, just a human lesson, common, common, common lesson for all. So with that, we will be back next week with another topic what it is yet i'm not sure we're gonna see what the world of wrestling uh just drops into our laps and by that you know what kind of chaos happens what kind of crazy things happen what kind of news pops out there's lots of things i have been wanting to talk about recently that we haven't talked about yet so uh stay tuned again you can uh Listen to this and future podcasts on thechairshot.com as well as your favorite platforms for podcasts, Spotify, Podbay, Speaker, iTunes, all of that. Uh, for Greg and Marco, I'm Miranda Morales, and make sure you always keep it soft style. You're welcome. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.